On this week's episode of Bungalore and the Bus, we are hanging out at Mia's Italian Kitchen on I Drive. No parlo italiano corse bene. Brendan ate a big meatball tonight. A big meatball. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustecker. And I'm that girl that whispers into the camera when she's about to get killed by a witch, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. It's very Halloween-y of you. Well, you know. Did you just call me a weenie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, Uh-oh. man. I think some food's coming some out. Food. Oh, well, my gosh. We start our show and the food comes that's out. That's what happens here at Mia's Italian Kitchen. The that's where we are tonight. coming. Yes, Brandon, we are at Mia's Italian Kitchen, and we're eating everything, everything. Uh, we could, well, and it's easier to do here. It's not like we're just doing that on purpose. They have a family-style meal. You can get $35, and it's all you can eat. Per person. Per person. All you can eat. And endless. It, endless. Endless. And yeah. so we're doing like, what did we, we started with a mushroom pizza. Yes, which was amazing, which um, is uh, fungi and uh, how do you say the other thing? Tartufo. Tartufo. And it makes your fingers go like this. Uh. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> and then there was a uh, meatball that was a pound of beef. A pound of meat. With cheese in the middle. Yes. It's nope. like, a, like a Cadbury egg, but with cheese but and with meat. meat. Which is just what I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another app. What we, got a, we got like a garlic. Like cheesy bread. Oh, which that was fantastic. Yes. And then we've had uh, mussels. You've had mussels. I've had mussels. They look you, beautiful. Yes, they're very, very and good. And then this mushroom linguine, which I think is fantastic. I don't know what else we're going to get. We can Who get whatever knows? we want. It's yeah. all you can eat. Endless. Thank you so much for we inviting us We might be here out. next Thursday eating the whole time. <laughs> Still eating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your week like, John? My, my week was good. I, I came and saw you at a Merce, mm. which I know you're going to talk about, but that was probably my the highlight of my week. Was it really? I think so. Was coming to see me? I think so. That's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was a merman you in were a, in a dumpster you're always a merman because why be a garbage human when you can be a dumpster merman that's what <laughs> i kept telling people uh it was super fun they paid me to do it which is even better and maybe you should explain this for people that didn't visually get to see you. okay well if you want to see pictures of some up on bungalow or on our instagram i think nancy alvarez of wftv fame took some photos she flipped out uh-huh she was so excited she actually gave me a shout out on her i saw Facebook. that Did yeah, you yeah she has lots of followers uh yeah i'll take <laughs> it <laughs> uh yeah a lot of i got a lot of friend requests this good weekend. people just like a merman with glitter beard nice so wait, yeah explain what you did immerse is the art festival downtown by creative city project and they invited me to submit some ideas and i submitted oh my, my god i want to know the rejected ideas would you kind of One. we can talk about that another day okay all well, right we have time now no go ahead merman they chose merman me being a merman in a dumpster full of water and it was very tough to do, but the city gave us a dumpster to use, and then the fire department came out and filled it up. Yeah, they did. Because we couldn't find anyone to do it. Oh, man, those firemen from Ladder 1 downtown, hot as hell. Uh-huh. Like, well, you like, take your shirt off and put the I water did, and there. they laughed at me, uh-huh. like, leave us alone, Brendan. <laughs> they were so cute. They're like, they were there's a fire nice. in the dumpster. Yeah, oh, and it's me. <laughs> put it out. Uh, it was. They were so cute and so nice to us. Um Everything was great. Good. Yeah, good. I loved it. Yeah, a lot of photos, a lot of fun. A lot of photos. Was very happy to be there. Some wonderful little moments throughout the festival. Some not so wonderful. Like I started to sing a here here's I'll give you two sides of the coin stories uh-huh. from this. Okay. People were crazy and stuffing like dollar bills in my shell. 
Nice. And then... As That's the one, good part, right? Or not? The, or is that the bad part? I don't part? know. It, that was good-ish. <laughs> People have no boundaries. If you're in a costume, they think they can do whatever they I've want. I've seen you in a cow costume. <laughs> and the things that happen in the co- at cows and calves and my yeah. udders. Uh-huh. And you like it, though. You mouths, like those udders. I thought it was funny, but there was a part of me in my head that's like, people think... I'm asking for it. Uh-huh. Dressed in this cow costume. The things they were doing with that it's costume. true. Same it's thing true. applies to a merman. Uh, man, like swingers. I got a lot of ladies trying to get me to hook up with their husband. Like, like legit in front of them said, you know, what are you doing after? Really? Oh, yeah. It was wow. crazy. And I'd be like, you'd have to talk to my man over there. You know? And he was like, like, let's, Scott let's was like, see I don't this care. Goes. I'm listening to the soccer game. <laughs> Just could not care less. Uh, I don't even know what I was saying right now. Oh. Uh, there was a moment I started to sing a song for the Little Mermaid, but I did it funny, like, you know, and these people were taking a picture in front of me and a pigeon dive bombed this guy and exploded. Wow. And a like huge ball of feathers died at the foot of my dumpster. Whoa. And the guy was in shock immediately. Sure. Just like, what happened? And his shoulder hurt. These two hippie girls came out and like carried the pigeon away. I don't know to do what with. Obviously not eat it because they're hippies. <laughs> Maybe reincarnate it. Or reincarnate yeah, A little pet cemetery action. Do some ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony. And then it was just crazy. So that was crazy. And then a good part was I was I made these shrines as part of the festival too that they were like little boxes with neon lights behind them and i was lighting them up on the second day in like half and drag and this this is a little the top bit half of the it's bottom a little longer. <laughs> kind of bullet <boring, laughs> i guess <laughs> um, either way i looked ridiculous aerial wig and you know makeup um this is a longer ish story that's okay that's okay quick. and i was lighting the the boxes and i I felt someone watching me. I turned around. It was this older Hispanic couple. They were holding hands and just staring at me. And they were like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? And I said, oh, it's kind of like Catholic prayer. You know, like you, you light a candle and you leave something. Or, you know, Buddhist prayer. You light an incense. And you put out some good juju for whatever you want. And she took a minute. And then she looked me up and down. She said, well, can I say it to you instead of the statue? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, what are you, you going to say? And I'm just trying not to sweat. You know, to sweat off my makeup. It's tough. It's Florida. Yeah, and I'm fat and covered in makeup with a giant wig on, you know. Just, that's all I'm thinking about is getting back to the water so I'll be okay. And uh, and she starts telling me about how when she, they were in Puerto Rico, her, and that turned out to be her husband, when they were younger, they used to go to the gay clubs all the time, but it was a little different. Like, they wouldn't let straight people in, and so they would have to pretend to be gay to be let into the clubs and so he would go in with a boy and she would go in with a girl and they'd meet up and dance and have a great time and one of their great friends was a drag queen at one of these clubs and he died of AIDS in the 80s Mm. Uh, and they said they haven't really danced since he died and so she was like I just hope we dance more and he took her hand and said okay we're gonna go dance now so we'll talk to you and I just keep thinking about that that's great I thought that was really so when people say why are you doing this Brendan you can say, well, because I wanted to help this couple dance. <laughs> no, I think that's good. No, I think that's good. Just finding joy in little moments. Exactly. And, you know, reminding people to slow down. And and that's the whole thing was just an experiment in uh, people watching. And and just and I haven't been around that many people. I talked to thousands of people. Yes. Like I had over a thousand little pearls of wisdom to give out to people. They're all gone. So I know I talked to at least a thousand people. That's great. 
um, over two days. So if I get COVID, we'll it was why. a good event. I was down there and uh, tons of people. So if you missed it, you missed out. Yeah. And then I saw uh, we saw a soccer game last night, and Mueller scored his first goal that he's scored in four months, which was great. Come on, Mueller. <laughs> I love him, but he's got to pick it up if he's going to go on to the the biggies. But anyway, let's talk about news. All right, that's, that's what, what we, we normally do. do. Talk about news. Talk about news and ourselves. Yes. Uh, Florida college students just will need to pass a civics test to graduate. College or high school? It starts in high school, but they're also college. Really? Yeah, they're going to have to do civics. If you go to college in, in Florida, you got to know about what makes the government tick. So, so in theory, uh-huh. I, I don't know all the particulars of this, although I think I know some. I don't think it's a terrible idea to know how the government works. Because I had to take government in high school and in college. Was it an elective or you had to take it? Uh, you had to, to, okay. to graduate. And so you learned about the Constitution and, yeah. and, and how to vote and all that stuff. So I don't think that's a terrible idea. But I, I do think there's some maybe some terrible ideas in this. Well, there's like a glorification of the military-industrial complex. And how, like, and how like there's a little bit of like a hero-worship mentality, apparently, that's going to yeah. be part of it. But it's all going to be based on the uh, uh, citizenship test True. that you have to yeah. take. And, and, you know, I think a lot of U.S. citizens who are born into it don't could, know. No, no, not not just could, don't know, probably couldn't pass that test, no, they say, which is sad. I guess 30, I saw a stat. I think uh-huh. they said 30% of Americans could pass the civic, that's the citizen test. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I, I could pass it i have no problem you with could? that yeah oh yeah yeah i could yeah but i mean I it's it's what i would consider sort of knowledge to have as a as an american citizen but somebody else could argue and say well you know as an american i don't have to know anything like i i can learn whatever i want to learn and my freedom is to not learn these things it's a little bit so there's this like forced nationalism thing that scares me uh-huh. because that's when you get group think and, and everybody's thinking the same thing and you're supposed to what do you call it what did this is all a desantis thing about civics yeah, he, he wants upright citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, but but who's which that? But, sounds like Nazi talk to me. <laughs> but the question of that is like, who gets to choose that? That's the big issue. Like, like your idea of an, he's well, choosing it. Well, you're a Canadian, but you know my idea of a of an upright. I'm a citizen, dual citizen. It's true. But my idea of an upright citizen is different than maybe Ron DeSantis, which is fine. That's why we live in America. Right. But, it, but but who gets to choose who's a real, quote unquote, American? He gets to choose because they're going to choose the tests. I don't know. They're going to choose the test questions. And uh-huh. it's going to be things like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a part of me. So like as a Canadian, it's. Our- but you. But my sister had to. So my sister does live in Toronto and she had to take a Canadian citizenship test. To live and there. She had to. Yeah. And she, to, to be yeah. a citizen. And she had to learn all that stuff. So it's not unfounded. It's that- so interesting. I didn't. I didn't have to do anything. Well, no, I, I just you took out my passport. There. I just took out. My, no, to come here. Oh. To come to the States. I just took out my passport. Mm-hmm. I'm just here. Like. And, and I think about that regularly. Like. Yeah. I don't. And I don't know much about the federal government. I know some just because. Uh, I work in the news. Yes. Right? But like, like I said, I don't think it's a terrible idea to know how the government works. I, I, and that's not wrong, I don't I, think. I don't think I could tell you the three branches of the government. No, the judicial, executive, and the legislative? Yeah. All right. Right way to rub it in. <laughs> is it, ju- yeah, judicial? Yeah, that's that's like the Supreme Court. Yeah. Executive is like the presidency, and the legislative is, is Congress. But I'm, I'm in the 
70% of Americans that couldn't tell you that. I couldn't tell you how the Canadian government works, but I'm not Canadian. It's confusing it's to same. me. It's the exact same, <laughs> except there's a queen in there somewhere. Uh-huh. Anyway, I mean, like I said, I, 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 think there, I think there's good intentions maybe, but I also think there's probably some things that I wouldn't agree with. It's just interesting because it's also, there's a, what you touched on for freedom, John. Yeah. Like the freedom to choose to learn what you want. Yeah. Right. Great. But then there's also going to be a part of society that's like, you can't be free unless you know these things. Right? Like, there's an, I mean, once again, uh, there might be an argument there. Just interesting. Yeah. Flora, did you hear this story? Orlando Weekly shared it. I think they cannibalized somebody else's story, though. Was it yours? No, for (laughs) once. Somebody else's. But I don't think I saw it cited who they got it from about the Florida man who applied to 60 entry level jobs. Oh, so I think Business Insider wrote Ah, about it originally. This was an interesting story. So, Talk about this story because I like this story. So he lives in Fort Myers and he kept seeing this discussion around a labor shortage. And so he was saying basically it's it's not it can't be true. And we've talked about this. Uh, all these restaurants are saying nobody wants to work. Nobody yeah. wants to work. Nobody so wants to work. So he started to apply to all these restaurants that were saying that. And he did a, over like three months, two months. Yeah. And it was like 60 jobs, I think. 60 jobs. And he only got one call back. And then the call back, they tried to renegotiate. I guess they had posted it was a $15 an hour starting wage. And they tried to talk it back to 10 Yeah. And he was like not interested. Left. Yeah, and he I, didn't. And he said like I didn't lie on anything. No, I just yeah, I didn't yeah. had restaurant. I experience. didn't go for any jobs. I didn't think I was qualified for. I just I just applied to a bunch of jobs. Uh, just interesting. I think there's some truth to that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure. I, I know people that work at McDonald's and work in re- in fast food. Like, I mean, maybe he didn't. I can't say he didn't apply to the right jobs. If you do 60 jobs, you should probably get jobs. more than, than one callback. I don't know what back. his resume looked like. No. You know, maybe he had a but weird if you're, foreign but, name or but, something. <laughs> well, that shouldn't matter. But like, but if you're but if you're a restaurant saying we need workers desperately, yeah. I mean, your argument shouldn't be, well, he wasn't the right candidate. Well, like, I mean, you Everyone's the right candidate. Beggars can't be point. choosers at no, this I point. I so, no, I'd be, I'd be curious how like where he applied. But but it's a fascinating sort of small study. I mean, it's sixty people or sixty jobs, so it's not a, a cross section of everything. I'm assuming since it's entry level, it must have all been like fast food restaurant stuff, right? Is yeah, the- yeah, yeah. I think there's some truth to that. Like like you can complain about all these things on Facebook, but when like the rubber hits the road, is that what real life is like? Rubber hits yeah, the yeah, road. Yeah. Is that a cop saying? No, no, that that's, really that's good. a thing. I can see an officer saying that when rubber hits the road. Uh-huh. I just watched a, there's a great new series by David Chang, uh, the foodie guy. He, he did something on Hulu that just came out. It's called The Next Thing You Eat. Okay. And this baby just like calling into uh, question our habits. Like just think about where you're getting this food or maybe why you're I'm getting my food. food from me as Italian kitchen tonight. <laughs> and it's so good. It is very Although good. They took, took my fork away so I don't know how I'm going to eat oh, the rest. Hands. Uh, <laughs> they did take your fork away. I know. I don't know what's We'll happening. find out. They took mine away too. I had a microphone in my All face right. so it was hard. Um, we'll just steal the other table. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not doing anything. We'll just take it. I guess that's their way of saying we can't have any more. We'll just take it out of their hands. The <laughs> fork. Give me that fork. <laughs> Little kid, uh, David Chang just did an amazing episode on his show about uh, about the scene, you know, the food scene and in, in restaurants, especially during the pandemic, and how maybe a lot of this, like it was it, and we talked about this before because didn't Fias do an amazing article for Orlando Weekly about this the about state of restaurants? And, yeah, and, yeah. So it's like that. Just kind of continues that discussion around uh, 
things needed to change anyway and then the pandemic hit and it's forcing people to look at making them change and then maybe the reason you're not seeing people working wanting to work those jobs is just because it the quality of life is not great it's so, i mean we've talked about this i mean working at a restaurant is not fun no it, i mean i i hate to they, say that while i'm sitting in a restaurant here but like <laughs> david chen gave a great example of one uh one restaurant in New York who's it was like it was owned by one woman, but then she noticed like she wanted to keep her staff working and, and how do we do that during the pandemic? And she shifted to an employee owned model where everybody then became co owners in this restaurant and now it's it's a commissary and they're providing all these meals for everybody. Like it's not a dine in or was it at least during the pandemic because they had to shift that model and how that during that shift of the model now everybody has a stake they're all making the same money and it's just a more sustainable thing yeah. for everybody but involved. can but can every restaurant do that you think no but it's a it's it's representative that there are other ways to do the job yes no i agree with yeah. that there's there's not just one way to do a restaurant yeah. i just and i love that uh, baby boomers and millennials are competing for homes right now. Yeah, we are. Uh-huh. I already have a home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not competing with no baby boomer. <laughs> I guess the the marking. Everybody knows the marking. The market. The housing market is hot, especially right in Orlando. I got a friend who was looking for a rental. It, what a pain! Impossible. What a pain! And he's willing to pay a lot of money. And yes, yeah. And he's yeah. showing me these places. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that place. No, like he uh, wants to, he's willing to pay like eighteen hundred bucks a month. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he needs a it few specific things, like a three two. Not crazy. Yeah. He, bas- he basically needs a farm though, because he has a bunch of he dogs has a few and cats. cats. Yeah, he's gonna end up living in a popka. We'll see. There's yeah. there were, it's pending right now. Not bad, but though. no, it's hard. Uh, millennials are the biggest single generation buying homes but buyers seem to be increasingly older right now with the average age being 44 okay well that's, that's not interesting it's not really a boomer though mm. it's like a gen x i think it's a gen x yes why are they saying baby boomers? i don't know orlando business journal Uh-oh. but i quoted them without thinking about it so ah, it's my yes. fault too uh I, I say that as a man who is five years from forty-four, so I, don't, I, I ain't no baby boomer. This is—are you okay with that? Being thirty-nine, in our private jokes all week. You keep calling yourself old man. Well, Busdecker. that's true. Do you feel you'll old? be—you'll be old here in a few days. I, feel, I will. Yeah, not really. You'll be thirty-nine. 39. I don't think of it though. I don't think of it. How do, is that because I have we don't old man be? tendencies. You yeah. know this. I don't. I do. No, I'm saying of me. So I, I need do. to grow up. I like I print out things because I like to hold the paper. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's an old man. Highlight thing. things. Yes, like maps. I, I'm not as bad. I'm not a map quest kind of <laughs> man. I used to like draw the map, but like recipes. It. If I'm cooking something, I don't like to look at it on my phone. I like to print it oh, out. Oh, I do. That it's too. a pain to go up and down. I and I made myself a book. I stapled together a bunch of pages, and I'll rewrite it, you know, in shorthand. So I don't okay. have to go through all the muss and fuss of their recipe. Like I'll go to Pinterest and I'll rewrite it into this little made up do a tang folder I have. Okay. Yeah. Is that old? A little bit. Oh, but but oh. like this whole Google Docs thing, I mean, I've been just learning how Google Docs works. Well, that was interesting for yes. you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two people on one document? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I, remember, I can see you. I can see you. Are we okay for time? Yes. All right. Uh, Visit Orlando's giving away a Disney vacation. Yeah. Uh huh. For up to. F- 49 of your closest friends and family. Really? Because it's in, it's in honor of the Disney World 50th anniversary. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. And so, you know. I saw that, I think, and I was like, I don't have 49 people that I would even <laughs> know to invite. Even your family? 
Not 49. We're a small clan, the oh, bus really? deckers. I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. I mean, how many bus deckers have you met in your life? Well, I killed the bomb. Okay. <laughs> there could be only I'd one. To, I'd have to be driving to Disney and seeing people <laughs> on the side of the road and be like, get in. We're going to Disney. <laughs> you know, 50. I got, <laughs> I got 48 tickets left that I got to give out. I don't know what you do. That's interesting, but with Leanne, she okay. knows people. Yeah, that's true. Her yeah. family could come. There, you can enter this contest. We wrote about it. You have, uh, it's the most, Orlando's most magical gathering contest, and it's running from now through November 29th, and the grand prize winner will be announced in January, and you'll win uh, stay, like hotel stays for you and your 49 friends. Nice. Uh They'll all be flown down by our friends at Spirit. Wow. Spirit Air, Airlines? Airways. Airlines. Airlines. And uh, you can go to visit Orlando.com slash 50 if you want to That's pretty enter. cool. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's eat our food here That's at good, Mia's Italian Kitchen. Burping up after Okay. Get food. all your burps out. Okay, thanks. And then we'll come back for the second half. Perfect. It's time for your weekly Enzian update. Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival. The Velvet Underground is screening for one week only starting tonight, Friday, and shares the story about how the group became a cultural touchstone for their time, told by acclaimed filmmaker Todd Haynes. Oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones, an emptiness began to grow. That's from The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is back by popular demand, telling the story of skinny legend Jack Skellington, who accidentally stumbles into Christmas Town and kidnaps someone called Sandy Claus. Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch starts screening on Thursday, October 28th, and is the filmmaker's 10th feature and promises to be mind-meltingly amazing. Go to enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. Blah, blah, blah. Movies. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. It's time once again for our annual spooky collaboration with the History Center. Trick or Treat Safe Zone will be October 25th through 30th. Enjoy take-home crafts and candy from select library locations and more. Level up your career goals. Learn to use Excel to input, format, and save data in spreadsheets. Then calculate the data with basic formulas. Microsoft Excel Level 1 is on October 27th. Tombstone iconography and burial practices reflect early American attitudes towards death. With Death Stands Ready on October 28th, you'll learn how family patterns and more are reflected in burying customs. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. From the DeWitt Law Firm, it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. It's Mo DeWitt, and this is Mo in a Minute. Hey Mo, a friend of mine got in an accident but didn't want to sue because he felt bad for the other driver. Should you feel bad suing someone after an accident? So with most accidents or most accident cases, you're actually suing the insurance company, not the other driver. So what you're really doing is you're going after the insurance company for them to provide fair and reasonable compensation for the injuries that you sustained in the accident. So I know a lot of people 
feel bad. They say they're not litigious. They don't want to go after the other person. But what this is really typically about is going after the insurance company to make sure that they are providing the proper compensation for the injuries that were sustained. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I like a sharp cheddar cheese with some applesauce, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. That's a weird combo. No, no. No? It's perfect. Really? Yeah, my mom used to make applesauce every fall. With cheese on it? No, you would get like a little slice of it. So you'd have it, you know, be eating this really cinnamony, net muggy you know, warm, fresh applesauce and have a little sharp cheddar cheese. All right. Ooh. I've seen people put cheese on pump or on apple pie. Yeah, I've seen okay. that. I've okay. done that. I haven't done that. Any excuse to have a sharp cheddar cheese is going to be That's true. That's true. And speaking of cheese, we just had cheesy meatballs. Oh, my gosh. We had cheesy everything here at Mia's Italian Kitchen. On iDrive. They yeah. have a, a deal where you can pay 35 bucks and it's all you can eat. Uh, Family-style dinner, and it's delicious. I got the mussels, which we'll have some pictures up on Bungalower, on Instagram, uh-huh. on Facebook. They were so good. We'll do a little gram. We're going to have desserts a little bit later. They have an olive oil cake and a, a what? what is the lobster tail thing? Lobster tail? Is that what they're called? Cannolis. Cannolis. Yeah, yeah. Is that what that There's means? There's a wedding type of it that they call lobster I did not know up. that. Uh, you don't see them very often. They have them at Seven Bites, actually. They're pretty good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, here on Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about all <laughs> things downtown Orlando and the surrounding neighborhoods, and sometimes we get out here to iDrive. Yeah, we got some friends out here. We sure do. We sure do. I think uh, people don't come out here sometimes because they say, oh, that's just for tourists, but there's there's a lot of stuff for locals, too. Yeah, and I know, you know, the website we focus just on downtown. Yes. Hyperlocal news website, that's what we work on. Yeah, but as, uh, a, as a human. As a human and someone who lives in Central Florida, then I want to take advantage of things that are here in Central for that nobody else has nobody else has i drive that's true and there's some i just like the parks i go to the parks too y'all i don't i don't go very often and i should i don't go like all the time i'm not an annual pass holder but i'll check them out i'll go if somebody's in town and they want to go i'll go with them i love it yeah like uh epcot's i think is my favorite or animal kingdom is okay all right News. News. Uh, there's a new fried chicken window that just opened up in the milk district. Really? Just a window? It's just a window in the so middle funny. of the <laughs> of the milk district. It just opened in the middle of the air. It's uh-huh. like magic It's a very children's sci-fi novel, I like that. it sounds like. Would you eat it? What? If a window opened in the middle <laughs> of the sky. Sounds like what Harry and Carey said. reached out and said. SNL here. Uh, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself, Brendan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hot dog? <laughs> Chili cheese? I think the answer is yeah. If it's fried chicken, I'll eat it. All right. It's, you would? Like yes. Magic yeah, why not? It's good. They, but it's uh, not. It's a little. It, it, it's connected to a building. In Whiskey Lou's. Whiskey Lou's, which they've had a kitchen, I guess, all this time. Who knew? This I know they got a lot of smokers in there. They did. <laughs> now they're smoke free. We tried to record there one time, and it was loud it and was smoky, and we just we just couldn't do it. Where did we end up going? Across the street into our at, car. At, at, uh, no, to like Stasio's or the or Sideboard oh, we Brewery. And we just sat outside. <laughs> they weren't even open. That was early on. Yeah, well, not oh. that long ago. 
We should go back to we the should. We should. smoke free. We should. They have statues of like Elvis and stuff inside. So yes, they do. It's a chicken. It's a, it's a fried chicken pop-up. They've been all over Central Florida. They've taken over the kitchen, and now they have a little takeout window. Is that the only place I can get it? Is the window, or can I go inside and get it? I think it? you can go inside and get it, but okay. I, think, I think the it's mainly oriented to that little window. Okay. And yeah. they're open late. Like 3 a.m. late, right? I I thought it said that. I have not seen that. Okay, maybe I'm making that up. PM, eight PM. That's what. Oh, that's I've way seen. different than three AM. <laughs> maybe my my numbers just got a little mixed up. We wrote about them, and a lot of people have been picking up because they're delicious, and it's so funny because and it's not fried chicken; it's fried chicken sandwiches. Fried chicken sandwiches. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not. And it's tea not and like southern stuff. Yes, yeah. His take on it, and what's his name? Trent Robinson. Super sweet. I think he was had like a fashion shop before this. Really? Yeah. And then he started doing pop up stuff. I think the Foxtail guys are behind him. I can't remember. Well, they're um, going to be right next door. Yeah, they're yeah, the they're milk, milk house. We milk and that should be opening up pretty soon. Any, I saw a Grizzly the other day at a Merce. He told me all about it. Okay, Grizzly, if you're listening, you got to tell us. Got to tell us when yeah, you're opening. Invite us over. Yeah, I want to do. We should do an episode. There. Yeah, we should. Anyway, go get some chicken. Well, I'll get chicken. some chicken. And actually, the what's the chicken place just up the street? Chicken Fire. Is that open yet? Is Guy Fieri here yet? No, no. This Not is, yet? This is different. That's a chicken guy. Oh, I'm thinking chicken guy. Yeah. There's a chicken place. Chicken Fire. You're right. Yes. By Kwame something something. And he's been open forever. That's true. I I can't connect with him ever. I wanted to do something with him. He just wasn't yeah, interested. Yeah, we should go there and do a show. I, he just won't answer my emails. And it's so funny. We wrote about Chicken Fire, and then all of a sudden we were tagged in their posts about, hey, we're having a great, don't forget about us over here, everybody. Right. We're over here. And I was like, yeah, I bet. Feeling the heat. Feeling the heat. You got yeah. another chicken place on the block. Uh, and speaking of Guy Fieri, when's that chicken place supposed to open? That should be early November. I'm supposed to be doing something with them. They just—they're painting a mural on the back. They this want is me to up come in Winter Park it. on Orlando Avenue. Yeah, old uh, Steak and Shake. We might do something with our buddies there. They want to do something with us. Okay. Actually, uh, thank you for reminding me. Okay. I'm going to do a follow-up. You're email. welcome, Brendan. There's a local food truck that's bringing Korean hot dogs to town. Have you? Do you know what these are? What What makes a hot dog a Korean hot dog? Is well, it they, kimchi on it? Uh, it can be. Okay. They're, they're kind of like corn dogs, but sometimes they put, like, potatoes on them. Or sounds good. Or rice cakes. That sounds good. fish cakes, and then they roll that. it in batter, and then they fry it. I'd eat all these things. They look like clubs, and I guess another like name for them. a club sandwich? Oh, no, no. Like, a, like a club, like a Flintstones like you hit club. With like a Bam Bam yeah, club. Yeah, just okay. like a ba- I'm glad you Like a Cheeto. <laughs> you got there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they call them goblin clubs sometimes because really? they look spiky. Okay. Um. Oh, man, like with a potato in it, I'd eat that. Yeah, I'd, like, eat, it. I'd a, eat that. It's like a deep fried poutine club. I like that. I do too. And so it's our friend Denny Cha, who used to be with Soseki. That's where he was most recently, that omakase sushi place. Uh, he left them. I think he helped them open up Ziggy's or. Uh, a pizza place? Yeah, what was it before that? The, I already forgot the name. Perla's. Perlas. Which is great pizza. Delicious. I'm happy to go back to Ziggy's, too, if they are listening. Ziggy's is great. We'll go back. We'll have us. Uh, I go there anyway. It's just up the street. <laughs> but he helped them open, too. So that's two places that with a great foodie background. So then he went and opened up his own food truck, and it's parked at Orlando Brewing in the Soto District. Cool. Mm-hmm. Which is where Misty, our sales director, is leaving us for. She's going to be the new director there starting in November. Very excited for her. 
So, Brendan, I want to talk about something I put online this week. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, as many people I'm know, so full. that I'm are full. I'm full and sluggish. I just felt my energy like dip. Okay, well, but pick I'll, it I'll up, baby. Rally. Okay, keep talking. So, uh, I'm from Michigan, so uh-huh. I, I still keep up with what's happening in Michigan. And I saw something in one of the news outlets up there that said that. The 100th mural is being painted in the city of Detroit. Jealous. This month or this week or this quarter or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Turns out there's a whole like city department that helps fund murals in the city of Detroit uh-huh. called like City Walls, I think it's what it's called. And what they do is they fund the artist and they give the artist money to actually buy the All stuff. All sponsored by a private company, right? I guess. I don't know. I, I, maybe I missed that part. I think I saw that. So... Uh, each artist gets $15,000 stipend to paint a mural and then $10,000 in supplies. And then they figure out, I guess, where to paint these. So they have a hundred of them in the city of Detroit. And I thought that was just such a cool program that I wish they would have something like that in Orlando and Orange County. It is so hard to get a legal mural done in Orlando like because it's, it's treated as a sign. So you have to get a sign permit to paint a mural. And if you're trying to do something in downtown Orlando, like it's a historic district. So you have to go through historic people and the appearance review board. Like there are multiple steps and you have to pay sometimes big bucks to get it to happen. And I get not everything has to be in downtown Orlando. I mean, Orlando is a large city and Orange County is even bigger. And so there are we drove by 10 places, 100 places on the way here to I drive that you look at the building. You're like, there could be a mural there. And that's not going to hurt anything. Which is kind of why like there's an impulse with taggers and graffiti artists. They're like these. These are all blank canvases and, and enough with, you know trying to tell people where you can put art this would look so much better putting something here uh, the problem comes when they don't ask permission yes right? from the building owner but that's what this program could help solve and say look we have and a program and get them paid and so i want to give a little example so i was up there back in july and i was there my my mom was there my brother and sister we all came to michigan to see each other we didn't see each other in like two years and so we all went downtown and we all went and got our photo taken in front of a mural that said something. I don't even remember what it was. My sister has the photos. But the point is, like, we were down there. We didn't specifically go to get our picture by a mural, but we were down there. We took our photo. It was yeah. like a family photo. Uh, my brother-in-law spent probably $300 on Detroit souvenirs that he could take home. My mom and my brother, we went and got something to eat by this mural place. My uh, My wife was walking around. Like, we bought a bunch of stuff. And so, like... Once again, I wasn't there just to take a picture, but it was like part of the experience, and we spent a bunch of money. So there's like an economic side to this too. You don't have to tell me, man. I know, no, I know. And I, if the, we have a downtown art district, uh-huh. and I, I'm going to be very, I'm walking the line here. Um, you know, I'm going to be working with them to do a busker <laughs> program downtown because it needs to happen, and they're going to be doing it during lunch and i was like wrong time you need to be doing it at happy hour they said okay well then you do it at happy hour so we're going to try and launch something for christmas like a happy hour i love busking it. program and, and you don't have to do one or the other either like you could do both <laughs> different they crowds can't. they can't okay they, they're only they got the ddb the cra gave them basically ten thousand dollars for three months to do this program and it's not enough you just not it's not even enough to pay for the man hours behind scheduling it we call it staffing we don't say man hours oh i like that i I guess i call it man hours because i'm it's just me yeah (laughs) 
man. Yeah, if you were woke enough, you called Staffing like you Just call it Merman Hours. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, there's all kinds of cities that have music day, night, it. whenever. We, you, and anyway, to get back to your point. Yes. We have a downtown art district. They should be given the purview from the city and the funding from the CRA to reinvigorate the downtown with places like this. And you know? obviously, and as you know from Immerse, and I was down at Immerse, yep. people will go downtown. This whole notion that, well, only partiers and drunks and college kids go downtown. Uh-huh. That's all. I mean, yeah, there's that's a lot That's what Saturday that. was. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but there was a lot of families down there, too. Yes. I, I mean, and late. Late yeah, into and tons the evening. Of people. So people will come downtown. So I don't care what anybody says. Give them a reason, too. you got to give them a reason. It can't just be drinking. City planners, there's from the like, Jane Jacobs days, you know, she's an old old-time city planner guru who lived in Toronto, actually, and New York. So there was a whole thing about giving people destinations along your route. Yes. And and things to encounter. And that includes public art, like murals. Absolutely. It's not the end-all and be-all, you know, but that should happen. St. Pete does this wonderfully in their downtown. And they have that Shine Saint, shine On St. Pete uh, festival where every year they paint new murals in downtown St. Pete. And it's a huge draw. And they're beautiful with renowned street artists from around the world coming to paint these murals. Why is St. Pete doing that and Orlando's not? I don't know. Right? And it's just because it's not a priority and there's not a squeaky wheel to make it happen. When I used to live in Huntsville, Alabama, Chattanooga, Tennessee is not too far away. Chattanooga. They, Chattanooga. But they had a, a, a walking art trail in their downtown. And every like few years, they would install different pieces of public art. And then after like three or four years, they would rotate them. So yeah. if you liked it, great, it would be there. But if you hated it, it wasn't there forever. And people could buy the stuff, Orange too. Orange County does a great thing at the Orange County Administration Building where they rotate art every year. And I love that. But it's on the Orange County Administration Building property. So nobody sees it except for the Orange County employees. Yeah. And you're like, can we? why is it here? Why is it this in a plaza somewhere like where people are can encounter it? Like, uh-huh. Nobody's going to walk to the Orange County Administration Building. And that building. might be on the city because, I mean, I'm, uh, that's more city land downtown. But, but you're right. I mean, they should work hand in hand, though. I mean, yes. the county and the city. I mean, most people... I, I, most people don't care where you are. They just want to see cool stuff. If you're in the city, no, in I the agree. county, it doesn't matter to them. There's, um, this makes me think of that. It's it's really just on. The city doesn't have the time or capacity to do it. But what? But they, why? But if the city of Detroit does, why does why does not the city? They of probably have a public art coordinator. We do too. But his his. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. They. We have a public art program. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we do. And it's somehow tied in with Manello. Um, and I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but it's the, it, her, but her, the director of Manello is also the in charge of public art. But her main focus is making sure Manello's running. And right? it looks great over there. And it's wonderful. And it's going to have an amazing award winning. It's already winning awards for the design of the new building they're going to be putting there. Like it's already winning awards. It hasn't even <laughs> been built. But that's her main focus. I should win awards for, should, for buildings that I haven't built yet. We need, there needs to be an, another person who's just in charge of making those things happen. And we talked about this before. I think I wrote a whole piece about it, that there needs to be a public space champion for the city that's that's reinvigorating and just turning up the volume on 
programming and things that are happening in our public spaces, and, and that includes and, public art. And that new place that they just cut the ribbon for this week, like they're they're doing stuff. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to not give them credit. Three four years <laughs> to happen. It's true just for them to break the ground. It's true. And this is the projection park they're doing. Yeah, but like Which, I mean, they're still. Doing if you're things. listening, Almeida, <laughs> I was part of that pitch. You know, to make that happen, and I haven't heard. Buckus, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody gives you credit, Brett. Nobody gives me credit. Anyway, I think it's great. I agree. I'm and we're with only you. saying this because we want things to be better. It's not like I'm saying things are terrible. Here. That's, but you know, I, I just I just see other things, and I think that we can we ha- do it. I think there are opportunities. Like we have a new the our placemaking director is leaving, right? So they're going to have to be hiring a new person to replace Frank Frank Billingsley. Yes, I will take that job. <laughs> uh, but whoever comes into that role will hopefully be fluent in that in that discourse that we need things like that to be happening in yeah. town. Yeah. Please. I agree. Uh, the Orlando, actually along this line, the Orlando Land Trust. Remember the, the they keep saying the two little old ladies who could. Yes. They purchased the 7-Eleven property at it's Orange. It's more than two little old ladies, right? Well, they're backed by Ted Haddock, who's a huge philanthropist in town uh, with tons of cash. Okay. And his family owns half of Paramore. Okay. You know, like <laughs> the Haddocks. Um, and he's wonderful. He's wonderful. But he, they, I like Ted a lot. And he, I think he actually listens to us when he jogs. They purchased that property. Pick for it up, Ted. Three <laughs> some million dollars. <laughs> and they're going to knock down the 7-Eleven and make a little park that actually doesn't connect to Lake Eola. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's like pieces. Like, okay, today we knock it down. It's sandwiched by historic property that nobody wants to lose. <laughs> and then, and the Rosalind Club, which is where all the old ladies who were married to the university club dudes you still go there's like five ladies that occupy that whole property they they don't want to lose that property all right well you never know though the future is it's not gonna happen okay not gonna, I, I do know it's just that will never it just won't connect to the park it's gonna be its own separate little weird lawn and i don't know what they're gonna do they're gonna get it. rid of that barber shop and that key store right yeah, there. yeah that whole thing's gone okay it's all going that, that sort of connects store. to the park doesn't it no because it's sandwiched in by two buildings it does not connect to the park oh Anyway, all right. So I don't want to get caught up in that. Uh, I'm going to get a letter, but they have now shoehorned in a plan for a butterfly garden and some public art sculptures in the park. Which, like they said, I got this whole email about it. They're everyone's. They're very excited. For these two old ladies that they've successfully raised, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to pay for this I new it was more than butterfly. That. Well, this is oh. something different. All right. To pay for this butterfly garden that's going to be right by the Sperry Fountain. So, you know, that's a little yes. fountain where all the homeless people hang out uh, in that southwestern part, very close to where they're building this other park. Um, they were very excited. I was like, well, wait, because the park is undergoing a master plan process. Yes, it is. And now you're going to put in this other thing before the master plan process? Like, how does this fit in? They, you could tell there was a little bit of pushback from them. Like, <laughs> we've, we won't have to redo it. Everything's fine. We've been working with the city. It's going to happen. And I'm just thinking, like, you, y'all came in with your money and whatever influence you have, and you have convinced the city to let you put this in before the master plan process, Is it before possible? it was voted in, you know, because we still need to vote on what that master plan process looks like. So, like, we don't know if it flows. We don't know how it integrates with this other overarching design yet. But now it's going to be put in anyway because these so, people have influence enough to make it happen. So so my question to you then, oh, Brendan, I'm get in trouble. does everything in the park have to have something in it? 
Like, can it not just be like a green space? Well, that's they call that passive recreation space or something. Like, it's it's unprogrammed. You should have places like that. But that's this is a more urban side of the park. Yeah, it's by the so library. It's it right sh- by the library. Yeah, it should have something to do. Okay. It should be kind of planned out to have All something. Right. Uh, it's kind of they're going to have it in between pathways, so it's kind of like filler. It'd be like a, where a shrub would go, you know, is kind of where it's going to go. And I get it. It does make sense when you look at the plan now. Uh, but I just found it interesting that these two little old ladies. Should we be calling them little old ladies? That's what they want they? us That's to what call they want. Okay. All right. It's in all of their press releases in quotation marks. You know? <laughs> and they want us because just like how the mayor wants us to call him buddy. Like his name's John. Yeah, but he goes by Buddy. Yeah, because it's easier for us to go along with what he wants when he's Buddy. What's well, his name? It's like it's it's not his name. Yeah, but that's John. what he goes by. Yeah, because it's all part of the marketing. Yeah, well, Madonna like has ladies, a last name, but we don't call her by her last ladies, name. These ladies call us these. Well, it has clout. Like if, <laughs> if it's Lynn and Eugenia, you know, like it's easier for us to buy what they're selling when it's two little old ladies it's true making things happen in the city. Um. It's just clever, and and but it kind of undersells that there is an intention, and the intention is they are flexing clout to affect public space, and 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 I don't know how I feel about that, but it needs to happen, and we just spent what fifteen minutes talking about how people should be taking a more active role in in, in activating our public spaces, and they're doing it right, but I'd like to see more people do it as well. And the city, if the city's not going to take the reins for themselves in activating those public spaces for us, we're going to see more people like these two little old ladies in quotation marks making those decisions for us. Is that building so bad that it needs to be knocked down? No, but they had to. It, they say <laughs> it was the whole idea. We want more park, more park. And they were afraid it was going to get developed into a high rise. And right. So if they bought it and preemptively made it into green space, then it won't be a high rise. And right. It won't be urban. And they can protect this quaint atmosphere of old school. Orlando. How long has that building there been there? You think? Ah, 70s, probably. Oh, really? It's a cool looking building. It, it is. just needs some love. Yeah. Yeah. But. The love it's I'd getting. I'd be curious what was up. in there before. I know there was a bar, but anyway. Offices upstairs, and then, uh, yeah, it was a blank space gallery on the bottom. Right? But Jeff I'm saying, right? like, 20, 30 years ago, what was there? I don't know. How anyway, are we, doing? we should probably go here pretty soon. You All got right. one more thing? You got some weekend things? I do. Oh, man. I didn't. We had so much to talk about. Well, we'll save it for next week. College Park Jazz Fest is coming up uh, in November. Make sure you go check that out. The city of winter parks having a job fair on the 23rd this weekend. The Dia de los, you're missing it. What else? <laughs> Saturday. Frank, I'm going to be judging that, uh, hot dog eating contest on Saturday at GB's bottle shop. Come by 2 30 PM. Nice. The central Florida veg fest is taking place over at the Orlando festival park. Cool. Um, there is a witch and reapers paddleboard adventure over in Lake Eola. If you want to dress up like a witch and paddleboard with like a couple hundred other witches, that I could do. be fun. Witches always float. Uh, <laughs> there's a lightsaber pub crawl on Saturday too downtown. All these things are up on our calendar. 
And then the Mayhem on Mills Halloween Horror Fights is taking place on Sunday, which is for our friends at Mayhem on Mills. They're going to be doing their pop-up wrestling event behind 1010 Brewing in uh, Ivanhoe Village, Mills 50 area there. Got a busy weekend. It's a lot happening. I think the Solar Bears start this weekend, too. They do. They do. opener. And the Magic are starting, too. They're going to have a party at uh, Ivanhoe Park Brewing because they're their official beer partner now. Yep. All right, Brendan, we got to go. All right, let's go. Thank you to Mia's Italian Kitchen here on I Drive. Thanks. Oh, and Calle Orange Orlando's happening. That's the biggest event happening this week. So big. Downtown. All right, see you guys next week. So big.